While we hope you enjoy this podcast, the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding medical conditions. I'm Artika. And I'm Crystal. Welcome to Mother's Milk, the show. We're cousins. And new moms. Who both breastfed our babies. And if you're like us, you still have a few bags of liquid gold in the freezer. We started this podcast as an outlet for mothers to help them navigate breastfeeding, but also the roller coaster ride motherhood can be. We'll talk about everything from breastfeeding do's and don'ts to all things motherhood. So tune in to hear our experience from the perspective of two new moms trying to navigate motherhood together. Welcome back to another episode of Mother's Milk, the show. Today's guest is a luxury brand photographer and owner of Carlisa Georgian Creative Co., a brand photography firm for Black women business owners that have taken on the role of CEO in their business. Carlisa Neal is a talented photographer with over 10 years of experience and has always focused her work on women. Prior to being a photographer, she was a talented hairstylist for 10 years. So needless to say, she has dedicated her life's work to serve Black women. Currently, she's created a campaign for Black women turning 40 called the 4040 Project, The Art of Turning 40. Welcome to the show, Mrs. Carlisa Neal. Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Carlisa. We are so excited to have you on our show today. Let me just say, you know, how much of an honor um, it, it is to have you here because I've seen your progression from hairstylist and now to a brand photographer that has been such a huge progression just to see your work and how talented you are. I'm just proud of you, proud to call you a friend. Um, and, you know, I've just been able to witness the fact that, you know, your attention to detail is shown through no matter whatever you're doing from the photography work that you've done and when you were a hairstylist. So I really appreciate that level of detail that you put into everything you do. So, you know, as you know, you know, you were my stylist for several years. You were yeah. like the first stylist I went to here in Atlanta. So I was really um, sad when you decided to move on to bigger and better things. But <laughs> um, but I'm so proud of you. Like I said, um, you're super talented. and I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. So we'll just jump right into today's um, interview. So first of all, tell us about your journey into photography, what made you interested and why you chose to focus on women of color specifically. <sighs> okay, so for starters, thank you for that introduction. I'm like, oh, who is this girl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I thank you guys for that introduction. That was really um, sweet of you. And Crystal, thank you um, for your kind words as well. Like, um, I'm really honored that um, that what I do and what my heart tells me to do is appreciated by people. Um, and and to have people in my life that appreciate me, um, that I also appreciate is just an honor because I know that not everyone has that. So thank you, Crystal, for being such a treasured friend and client over and over again. Um, <clears throat> and secondly, regarding how I got started with photography, um, 
So I essentially started with branding um, myself. I decided that I really wanted to break into as a hairstylist. I wanted to break into um, just starting to make adornments for brides. Um, And I needed a photographer. And I actually uh, did some research and asked around and it was pricey for me getting started. It was really like, oh, Lord, I, I can't I can't afford this. Something's got to give. And so I convinced um, my husband to for us to buy a camera. And it was like, I really wanted like the top of the line. And he was like, we're not doing that. Right. We're not doing that. He <laughs> said, um, <laughs> he was literally like, no, ma'am. And so we, um, we got, a, we started with a Canon and we got um, the, the, the entry level. And I was, I made myself consent with that. And we took courses at a photography school here in Atlanta. And I think the school is shut down now, but we took that course and um, I just started taking pictures of my own work uh, as far as like the adornments that I was making for brides. And then a cousin was like, oh, you have a camera, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And um, she asked me to take uh, pictures of her. She and her boyfriend, who is now her husband. And um, a few months later, a client turned friend told me that she was also interested in becoming a photographer. And she and I decided to team up and we started um, shooting boudoir together. Um, and that sort of expanded into trying out weddings, which we both quickly discovered were, um, not for the faint at heart and we did not like them. So we just continued with, um, boudoir. She moved out of the country. So I sort of started on my own doing boudoir. Um, I did a couple of like, I also did some families and personal sessions for, um, people who knew that I was doing photography. And I, to be honest with you. I sort of gave up um, after a while because I just didn't really understand and know how to brand myself as myself. I knew that I wanted to, but I didn't think that it would go over well in the photography industry. I felt like it went over well with hair, but it was because I was with the women that I worked with consistently once twice sometimes four times a month if they came every week um so it just sort of went over well with that but I just didn't know how to do it or I didn't know that I could do it with photography so I sort of gave up but it came creeping back (laughs) into my life and so here I am um very grateful and very happy to be able to serve black women in this capacity. Um, and then you asked me another question, Artika, or was it Crystal? It was Crystal. It was me. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was just trying to get at, you know, what made you really interested in photography, this area of photography in particular focused on black women, even when you were doing boudoir photography, what made you focus specifically on our segment? Um, because I know that black women are so underrepresented in a lot of spaces. I know that, um, black women's, uh, 
sexuality is either under or overstated. It's never in a zone of neutrality. It's never, a, and we're, we're rarely in a space where it's just what we want. It's just, you know, our own desires and, and not even just our sexuality, but um, in business, I've, I've learned. And in the corporate world, it's never it's, you know, our uh, ability to be assertive is it's it's misrepresented. It's and I don't I, I maybe not misrepresented because how you represent yourself is how you represent yourself. But it's it's misconstrued a lot. We're considered strong. We're considered um, to be angry. Black women are all of these things when the reality of it is I just have boundaries. And so I wanted to give give that space for black women to say, you know, this is how I'm going to do this and you're going to love it or hate it. And I don't care. I'm going to do it this way anyways. Um, and so I, I feel like photography really helps me give a voice to black women that they really want heard. But oftentimes before the words get out, someone is there to cut it off. Um, and so imagery really sort of helps make that message very loud and clear without you really having to say so much. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, just really focusing on the fact that we're not one dimensional, Mm -hmm. multidimensional beings as women and as black women, especially. So I, I really appreciate you giving us that space in the work that you do. That's so important. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So let's transition into merging motherhood with branding. Mm. Tell us about your process for how a working mother or a CEO should think about using photography to brand herself. Um, And let's kind of start with why that's important. Um, For moms specifically, I feel that we oftentimes, as soon as a baby comes, we sort of lose ourselves in taking care of that baby. (laughs) Um, Making sure that baby's needs are met. And we just really um, fall by the wayside. We, we, we're left with scraps, especially if you're a nursing mom, like they they deplete the hell out of you. Um, and it's rewarding on one hand, but on the other hand, you know, you, you lose yourself very quickly in motherhood. Um, so I feel that as a mother in the space of being, excuse me, a CEO, a business owner, or someone that works in the corporate sector, it's important that that we allow people to understand that we are mothers Mm -hmm. and that we should not be put in the back of the line because we we are pregnant or because we have a baby that we can, if we choose to, do the job of being a mother and being a baby. And so I feel that if we're branding ourselves properly, then um, did I say being a mother and being a baby? I meant... (laughs) I mean, being a mother and being and and being an employee or a business owner or a CEO, um, I think it's important to 
to be able to brand ourselves as, as a multidimensional woman if that's what we want to be. I also think it's equally important that if what you want to be is a mother and a mother only, that you should be able to do that. But there's also, you know, ways to um, set yourself up for success later down the line, because honestly, I don't know a mother that doesn't work, that doesn't have a some sort of business. Like if she doesn't, if she's not an employee anywhere, I don't know very many mothers that don't at least have a business um, because you have time on your hands when you're home with the baby to start, your wheels start turning and you start to think about some of the things that you would do if you didn't have to go back to work or if you choose not to go back to work, how will you um, generate income? What what fuels your heart? How can you split your time between being a mom and working? And a lot of times that is, you know, either if you're working for someone, working, trying to work from home or creating your own business and starting your own lane. So um, I do think it's important for my, that's why <laughs> I should say, I think it's important for um, moms to just start out branding themselves. That is so very true. Um, I think about being in the, even though I work part-time, I am still considered a stay-at-home mom. I work from home. And a lot of uh, moms that I've encountered since entering into this world um, have all kind of started out with, okay, I'm going to stay home with my kids. Now, let me find something that I'm passionate about. And a lot of businesses are birthed from these um, passion projects, um, whether it's just, you know, I really enjoy hair bows and I make hair bows for my daughter. And now I'm going to start making hair bows for other people's kids. So it kind of keeps everything going um, with the momentum for that. But I do want to... Um, come back over to your photo shoots. Um, and I want you to tell us a little bit about what's involved in your shoots. Walk us through the process. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's about a six week process. Um, and I have it set that way for all clients, whether, because I do still offer the boudoir option and, and like Crystal mentioned, oh, Artika, you mentioned um, that I am currently running a campaign for women turning 40, um, which that's going to transition into women 41 and up next year, <laughs> 40 over 40. But anyways, um, so it's about a six week process and it's very intentional because no matter where you are on my spectrum of clients, I really want you to take time for yourself and really take the time to think about what you want and what you want the outcome to be, what sort of legacy are you wanting to leave behind? Um, and so there's a, that's why the process, a part of the reason why the process is so long, I sort of knew that in, in coming into the branding piece, I knew that it couldn't be, I couldn't just show up. Like I couldn't get an inquiry today and ask me to come next Saturday. Um, and be effective and intentional about their session. Um, and so I just sort of what weaved, well, well, I weaved in, is that what I'm saying? I weaved in. <laughs> I think so. I weaved in. <laughs> I put in. Right. <laughs> I put in some, some, 
things in my process that would really help women to um, just sort of go inward and really be about themselves in the moments that when it is involved, when it comes to their photo shoot. So essentially what that looks like is that there's an inquiry. Um, We have a call, a Zoom call. Um, And if they feel, if we both feel that it's a great fit, then we move on to planning for branding clients. They um, have a questionnaire to fill out to let me know a little bit more about their um, business, what their intentions are and where where they intend to use their images. Um, It's a short, short ish. questionnaire, but I find my clients sometimes tell me it's challenging because again, as black women, we don't get the opportunity to talk about ourselves a whole lot. And so, and then when we do, it's, it's not always received well. And I want women to do that. So tell me all about yourself. Tell me all about your business, brag on yourself, um, so to speak. And so after the planning, um, well, after that questionnaire is filled out, we have a planning call um, based on that questionnaire for boudoir and portrait clients. We skip the questionnaire and go straight into the call. And the question is the same across the board. How do you want to be photographed? And so I I take that information and create um a mood board and a storyline for my clients um, for the different looks that they may have. And um, I show them places they can shop if they choose to. Sometimes they have these things um, in their closet and they don't have to um, do any shopping, but if they choose to, and if they want to use the options that I've given them, it's there for them to use totally their decision. Um, but at, nonetheless, they have a guide as to what they should wear for their session. And following that, um, they we have a fitting to make sure that everything is as intentional as they want it to be. It's going to be flattering on camera. Um, it's flattering on them. And then from there, um, we at that during that fitting session, which is a Zoom call as well, we have um, the conversation about props, if they're going to be any um, we and accessories and hair. Um, typically, I put hair on the mood board, but in the event that they're doing something different, they have a different plan. I just want to know that just in case I need to bring out my old flat iron, <laughs> <laughs> which I keep it with me. Me at all at all times. I actually have one at my studio now, um, and so that's it. We then we have the photo shoot, um, and after the photo shoot, about it depends. They can do it as early as three days later, or when it, their schedule permits. We have a viewing, which is also on Zoom. I screen share with them for them to take a look at their images. They choose the images that they want, and from there. That's it. I mean, I, I, I hired a professional retoucher um, to make sure that my process continues to go smoothly and there are not as many bumps in the road um, regarding my time um, so that I can focus more on the client and the client facing things within my business and not just be bogged down with um, with retouching. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they get their images back or they get a book if they are boudoir or portrait or they get um, a matted images if that's what they choose. Whatever product they decide they want, that's what they get. 
That's awesome. And, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about that level of attention that you give to your clients. That is so awesome that you're really thoughtful about every detail from the colors, the type of clothing, hair, makeup, all of that. I think that's so important because a lot of times some photographers are just wanting to get the shot done and not really thinking about, you know, the full package. And then you get these pictures back that really don't speak to who you are or, you know, something is off with the, what you're wearing, your hair, your hair. She can at least do the hair. That's right. (laughs) So many photographs where, um, the person looks put together and then the person that was taking the photos didn't say, hey, your hair sticking out right, right. here. Yeah. And it could have literally just been a simple, a quick let me smooth. let you just smooth this down. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's so simple to do that, exactly. but so many people don't think to do that. Exactly. They don't even, some, some folks don't know. I mean, and it's not always easy on this side of the camera to see it. So I give them a touch of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, if there's a hair out of place, the retoucher should be taking care of that. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's it's I'm blessed to have hands that have done hair and I see it. <laughs> That's what I can say. I do want to go back really quickly to mm-hmm. just um, mothers and branding themselves. And I oh, do- yeah back to like my postpartum period during that 12 weeks of trying to get myself mentally prepared to go back to work. I work in corporate in marketing and, you know, it was a little bit odd for me trying to get back into my old work clothes while I was actually smaller (laughs) coming out of pregnancy. Um, Not anymore, but I was a few sizes smaller and some of my old clothes just didn't fit right. And, you know, I kind of needed that branded look, you know, Mm -hmm. almost I wish I had kind of thought through, okay, you know, let me come through and make sure that I am showing my best self and kind of rebrand myself essentially coming out of, you know, being out of work for 12 plus weeks. So I think that's something that a lot of moms should think about, you know, as they are transitioning, whether it's back to work or they're going to be a stay at home mom and they have like a passion project or they're starting a business, how do you brand yourself to, you know, have these images, whether they're going to be kept at home and you frame them up or they're going to be used on social media or a website, um, you know, for your business, being really thoughtful about how you are presenting yourself um, to your target audience or your, your colleagues. So that is so important. So, you know, I think that we have like I think the reality of it is that we're brand a lot of times and we don't know it we don't even realize it Um, and so the idea is to present yourself the way you want to be seen um, and represented and being consistent is very important there. Um, if you are, because people start to recognize you and you never ever know who's going to circle back and have a blessing for you. Um, and so how we present ourselves when we leave the home, even if it's to go to the grocery store, that same grocery store that's within a 10 minute drive just to get away, get out of the house, mind you, to get, you know, a bag of chips every other day. The cashiers there see you. Um, other moms who are doing the same thing, they see you. I mean, I can count 
on 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 both hands how many times I see some of the same people in the in my local grocery store. And so, you know, think about certain professions like you can almost spot a realtor from a mile away because of the way most realtors dress, because of the way a lot of them carry themselves. And not to mention, most of them have their name pins on a lot of the times Um, and they're always in work mode. So I think. that's a perfect example of how to brand yourself, whatever is comfortable, comfortable for you and whatever represents you the way you want to be represented. I say, do that. You know, um, it, if you are a mom, I have mom clothes and I have work clothes. Um, my mom clothes are not that far off from my work clothes because I'm always thinking about uh, my brand. I'm always thinking about, you know, um, who I may come across and I may inspire that day. And I and I look to inspire someone every single day, hopefully. Um, and so even now I have on similar things that may not be within my brand colors, but they definitely speak to my brand. I'm wearing like these really colorful pants and, and a solid um, shirt, but they, it's not, it would not, and colorful earrings, and it would not surprise anyone if they saw me on the street and was like, oh, this is, you know, this is really you. This isn't a facade. Um, and I think the same for even mothers that are in corporate, like when you are... At home, of course, you don't. If you're not leaving your house, it's one thing. But if you are leaving your house and you are going to the grocery store, um, no one's saying that you have to put on a suit. But you know, make it make sense. Make it make sense what you have on. Um, if you wear yoga pants, just make sure they don't have holes in them. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you are if you're a person that wears a lot of black, just, you know, a clean black um, pair of yoga pants and a yoga top is good and in and, and nice sneakers or sandals or however you whatever you would pair that with. Um, I just think that. We have to be cognizant that we are always consistently representing ourselves and there's always someone um, watching that and looking for one misstep. Of course, we can't control what they consider a misstep. However, um, just staying on top of your game at all times is it's hard, but it's necessary because you never know. That is so true. You know, I just think about, you know, the different personas we might have on social media. And like you said, going out in public grocery stores, wherever. Yes. You want to be streamlined and kind of consistent in how you present yourself, whether it's in a business suit or yoga pants. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some fabulous um, suits that are made out of um, like tracksuit material. And I'm like, girl, I'm getting one of those because I love, (laughs) I love that casual, that casual look, but it's also, it could also be a suit. So if I decide I'm going to take my blazer off when I'm no longer in a, in a place where I need my blazer on, I'm still sort of in that same, I'm still jazzy. If we do a series right. Yeah, you're still cute. You can still be cute. And I, and I think you should, you know, and and Crystal, I'm sorry, you did ask about um, how to prepare yourself for to even think about 
if you're going to take brand pictures, even if they're headshots for, say, your job. Um, again, it goes back to representing yourself the way you want to be seen and wearing the colors that you want to wear. If you deep down inside love animal print like I do, (laughs) but you love, um, but you feel that your job is a little conservative and in it, and they may be, it may not go over well with your job. My advice is to do it anyway. Um, even if it's maybe a pair of tortoise earrings or um, a tortoise bangle, and you're showing that as you're posing with your arms crossed, which, you know, that's not my favorite, but I, I have clients do it. But anyways, if you had a little bit of who you are in your images at all costs, you know, y'all going to get this leopard print today, today, <laughs> today. And, you know, it could be um, a scarf. It could be um, if you had a headband on that day. Um, and if you are a woman who wears black and white or a woman that wears a lot of red or whatever, even if you think it's not going to be well received within your organization, I think you should still do it um, because you never know again you could be the one that's spearheading a movement at your job and saying, give, I mean, because they think we're strong and all these things anyway, just do it. Why not? Just do it. <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> right. That's right. So let's um, talk more about your 4040 project. Okay. Uh, I know you're dedicating 2021 to your project called 4040. Can you tell us why you decided on focusing on women turning 40 and what the project is all about? So the project is about um, it's for women who have or will be turning 40 in 2021 or within the next 18 months um, or have or have turned 40 in the past 18 months from January. Um, and again, it's just a movement that I feel is important because I know at my age, I turned 40 in February. Um, I know as a mom of young children at my age, it has been a serious situation in reclaiming myself. Um, and really setting boundaries, even with my children, who everybody knows I love them dearly, but I still have boundaries and I really want to teach them boundaries um, to have that. It's OK to have boundaries. Um, and so I know that women and mothers and wives all alike, whether you're one of the or the other or none of the above, except for women. But I know that we um we put ourselves on the back burner. We're taught to put ourselves on the back burner. And again, this is something else that I just wanted to do to make sure that women took time for themselves and really dug in and really thought about if no one was looking or if no one really cared, which people really don't, but if no one really cared, how I took pictures and how I looked in pictures, what would I make that look like? And then the next thing that I want the women to think about is 
when I'm 80 and I look back at myself at 40, what do I want to see? And what do I want my children and my grandchildren to see? And when I leave this earth, all that's left of me is a couple of heirlooms, hopefully some money that I've been blessed to leave behind and pictures. That's right. Mm -hmm. So what do I want that to look like? Because right now we're in control of that. (laughs) We're in control of what the future will see and say about us. And so let's be in control of it. And I think pictures are one of the the most precious things that we can leave behind. If I had more pictures of my grandmothers, I would be elated. And, you know, I'm sort of grasping at straws every time I realize that someone has a picture that I hadn't seen. Um, and, and they're, they're either one, my maternal grandmother, um, most of her pictures are professional pictures, but there are pictures of her at work. Um, and my paternal grandmother, I mean, there are some pictures that I have seen of her that aren't like pictures at work, but I would have loved to see them in their prime dressed up and just really, um, put it in a, in a way that looked like they were putting themselves first at that time in their life, because I know they did sacrifice a lot for my parents and my grand, my grandfather. So, excuse me, for me to see physically be able to put a story together in that way that I'm like, yeah, they took care of themselves, you know, because they deserve to, but a lot of times we're not taught how to, or taught that it's important to it's, you know, (laughs) love thy neighbor and forget thyself. And (laughs) I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, So I'm just really at a place where I really want to help women just really put themselves first. And so I think I kind of rambled there, but that's it. That's really what the project is about. I think about um, that. You mentioning the photos of your grandmothers. It makes me think about my favorite picture of the grandmother that Crystal and I share. She was dressed up in that photo. I think you actually have this photo like on display in your house. I have it in a photo album. At some point, it'll move back to display when I move. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, like she was all dressed, like she was dressed up, very cute dress. It was um, cocktail length. Like I don't know where they were going or what they were doing, but Mm -hmm. she and our grandfather were dressed up and looked like it was a night out on the town. Yeah. (laughs) And I cherish that photo. I mean, like you said, these photos are what, is left of us besides hopefully money for mm-hmm. our, you know, children. Money and warm feelings. And warm feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I had more pictures of my maternal grandmother when she was maybe a little bit older too, because I think that particular photo you speak of, Artika, was when she was probably in her late 20s. Yeah, she was definitely 20s. in her 20s. Yeah, but towards like the last I would say 20 years of her life she hated taking pictures she did I don't think I have a single photo of me and her together yeah at all. I have one and she kind of has her back turned but she was such a beautiful woman and I I just that's one thing I wish we had of her was you know yeah. more photos and I think it's so important for women to feel empowered enough to take pictures no matter what stage of life you're in I mm-hmm. think it's so important yeah and really and truly um For me, no matter, I hear a lot of women say, well, I need to lose 20 pounds. Oh, I don't like my body. And I'm like, but 
you are where you are right now. And sometimes, you know, I think that we we need to not think of a photo shoot as a full stop of where you are, of your life's journey. Like, I, I just really I, what I want for my clients to understand is that it's OK to continue to take pictures over and over and over again to commemorate your years, to commemorate your life. Um, because we're always in a different place. I'm not where I was last week, (laughs) you know, or earlier today. I'm just not in that same space. And so let alone the next five years, I'm not definitely not where I was five years ago. I only had one kid and he was, he was a newborn. So I was in bliss. (laughs) Then, you know, I wasn't quite, I wasn't quite, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't call myself stressed. I was living like I was on a lily pad then. And and now I don't have that luxury, but I have pictures of my son and pictures of him and I together and my husband and, 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 and us together. And I'm like, oh, this is such a sweet time. I actually today. Um, it picked up an old notebook and his very first ultrasound image came out. He was, I was like six weeks and four days pregnant with him. And I'm like, Oh my God, look at this. This is, this is the beginning of where he is now. And it's, it's an ultrasound picture, but it's what I have to remember that very moment. And it all came sort of flooding back. And so do we, did we keep taking ultrasound pictures? Of course we did. Do I know whether or not that was that safe? I don't know. But (laughs) the fact is (laughs) we took them. And then as he, when he got here, we took pictures as he's continuing to get older, we're taking pictures as we're adding to the family as we added, because we're done, added to the family. I was about to say, oh, you have something to share? No, ma'am, I'm done. You probably get a turtle or something. Yeah, yeah no, we're not even getting a turtle. We're not even doing that. We're That's not He's messy pet, I can right? think Because <laughs> so, he still got to feed. He still got to eat and be cleaned. I can't do it. Um, but... You know, we as we have added to the family, we are still taking pictures. And, you know, I didn't have any by myself. And, you know, rolling this back a little bit, um, back to um, sort of part of why I started the 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 campaign is because I was telling my husband that I wanted to take pictures for my 40th birthday. And in December, he gave me two weeks. But in December, he surprised me with a session with um, one of my photography friends in North Carolina. And I took two weeks to myself, of course, still parenting and, and, and parenting and uh, mothering my sons and wifing my husband. But I took two weeks to really go in and really figure out what I wanted to leave behind with these pictures and what I wanted the world to know and see about me. And so in that process, I'm like, man, this is also something that other women need. They need this to celebrate their birthdays by themselves. Nobody else do it on their terms, how they want to do it. And really pull out those things that 
over the last 10 years in becoming a mother or whatever transitions they've made? What are the things that you have wanted to wear that you didn't wear, have wanted to say, but you didn't say, you have wanted to do, but you didn't do. How can we bring all of those forward in um, these images? Um, And so my own experience with it also helped spearhead the, 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 the campaign. I love that. That is so exciting. I can't see <laughs> my pictures. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> I got you, girl. Thank you. All right. So we're going to move on to the next segment called okay. um, our listener letters or the milkshake segment of the show. So please send your listener letters to milkshake at mothersmilktheshow.com and we just may read them aloud on the show. Today's letter says, hi, ladies, I need some advice. My sister-in-law has no children. She and her husband are planning on having kids in the future, but she doesn't have them yet. My husband and I have two children, both under the age of five. And anytime we're at family gatherings, my sister-in-law tries to parent my kids, even when I am in the room. For an example, my daughter was doing something and I asked her to stop twice. When she got ready to do it the third time, I kneeled down to speak with her and my sister-in-law came and pulled my daughter away to have a conversation with her in the other room. She then scolded me for what I was saying to my daughter. It's taking everything in me not to curse her out because I know it could make her cry easily and I'm trying to be a bigger person. How do I help her understand that these are my children and she needs to learn to stay in her lane? Should I handle this situation or should I let my husband handle this situation since this is this is his sister? Help, please. Am I answering this? Yes, yes. we want you to go first. <laughs> Give us your input. Um, I... My first instinct is cuss them folk out and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and go on about your life. Um, that's my first instinct. But, but I do think that it really depends on her husband's personality. If he is going to be able to tell his sister how he feels and it not fall back on the wife to make it seem like he's not on he's not on her team or make it seem like she sent him to to um make these to tell to back tell his sister to back off or whatever um if he can do it in a way that it's in support of her and not like well she just wants you to stop you know, then (laughs) if he can do it that way, then I think, you know, I would definitely ask my husband to do it. But if he cannot, I would stop it now Um, myself, because if you don't, it will keep going. And I'm not sure why we're worried about her feelings when she's not worried about ours. That's a good point. That is a very good point. (laughs) I mean, if she has the gall to take your child into another room and scold you. I wouldn't be worried about her crying. So I really feel like, you know, if your husband can handle it in a way that's appropriate, let your husband handle it. If not, 
take your advice, curse him out and go to bed. <laughs> you can That's call it. my husband and he can help offer some advice because he is the family scolder. Like he'll tell you where you're wrong in a minute as his sibling, <laughs> <laughs> friend, family member, cousin, whatever. Yeah, He's got to tell you that, you know, you're wrong and that's what we're not going to do. Um, my suggestion though would be to literally just stop her in her tracks. When she tries to pull the child away, say, hey, no, stop. I'm talking to her. Yeah. Come on back. You can be a part of this conversation too if you like, but you're going to come on back so we can have this conversation because I've asked her to stop and she cannot stop. So what we're going get to get to is the root of why she can't stop because um, she did say her kids are small, um, under five, but absolutely that's the learning stages of let's try to end this impulse behavior because we know toddlers have the impulse. Like they have the lack of impulse, I should say. It's like they think it, they do it. So it's like we have to start working on going through that. And conversations are typically where it starts. Like, why are you doing this? Have I not asked you to stop? What are we going to do differently? And what your sister-in-law can do differently is mind her business because she can answer that same question too. What are we going to do differently? (laughs) I love that. Yeah, because, you know, I think... She will understand when she has her own children. Mm-hmm. She will have that understanding because I always thought that I would be a mom who who spanked my children, and I'm not right. And and I have my own personal reasons as to why I just don't. Um, it, it it is hard sometimes because I was raised that way. I didn't get a ton of spankings, but I did get them and I knew that it was a possibility that they would happen. Um, but I have my own personal reasons as to why I don't. So I'm very careful and selective about where my children go um, and who watches them and who talks to them. And, you know, I'm just very selective about that. And so maybe her sister-in-law will understand when she has her own children and maybe she won't. But at that point, she'll have her own children to deal with, not not her, not the the writer, the the question asker. <laughs> um, she she won't have the, those kids to deal with. But until then, we don't we're not here to make her understanding uh, uh, important, like important to us. Like, I don't have to tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing for my children. This is I want for me, I want emotionally balanced boys because we don't have enough emotionally balanced men in the world. So I want to have my boys be as emotionally balanced as I know how to make them. And so this is my way of doing it. Let's talk about it. Like you said, Artika, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you can't stop doing what I just asked you to stop doing. Mm -hmm. And if I am to say it's okay for you to continue to do it, if you can give me a reason, then maybe I, I can understand Let's have a like I want to teach my children how to how to have dialogue and how to really plainly say what it is they want and what they don't want. So I give them that opportunity. I don't shut them off. Some people do. I don't. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, please let us know how that goes with your sister-in-law. We love an update. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we will. Cause that that's interesting. Cuss her at. <laughs> Point blank. 
Well, this has been such an awesome, awesome conversation, Carlisa. We really appreciate you. Can you tell our listeners how to reach you, how to get more information about you and your business and, um, you know, anything um, that you want them to know um, about you and your business? Um, So, yeah, um, I can be found on Instagram at Carlisa G Branding. Um, and on Facebook, it's the same Carlisa G branding. Um, my website is Carlisa G.com. Um, and there's a link on my website for the 4040 page. Um, if you happen to be a photographer who's interested in learning how to um, create a stellar process and a luxury service for your clients, um, you can also find more information about that on my website at carlisag.com. If you um, are interested in doing a brand shoot, um, a personal portrait session, or a boudoir session. Um, again, I can be reached at carlisag.com. My email address is there. I'm an open book. I am happy to share anything about myself and my life that you guys need to know and um, help you open up some of those doors and those barriers that have been placed on you that actually don't belong to you and shoot some beautiful images. One other thing, do you travel? Yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. I pack these kids up, girl. <laughs> 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 yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, I hadn't been asked to travel um, in the last couple of years, um, mainly because of COVID and mainly because I was pregnant um, this time last year. But um, I, I do travel as an option. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to our show. And we hope that you guys um, will go and check out Carlisa at Carlisa G Branding on Instagram and CarlisaG.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye.